everyone. Welcome back to Let's Talk Physical Media. My name is John. And I'm Faith. And this is the show where every single week, me and Faith meet here and we talk all things physical media, movies, movies, physical media, Jason, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about for about an hour. And that's exactly what we're going to do here today. Faith, how was your week? It was good. You were on vacation. So I was. We did some top golf. Mm-hmm. We went to the wineries. We- yeah, we, we had, had some, a good time. Yeah. We had some romance, you know. We saw some <laughs> movies. I saw Oppenheimer again. I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Saw Haunted Mansion. It was, eh. but you know, <laughs> everything else was uh, pretty good that I saw this week. So a lot of good stuff. And we like to start every single show off with the news, and there was a lot of news this week. Right out of the gate, Arrow Video just announced all of their new stuff for October. Uh, some good stuff in there. Uh, the big one's gonna be they announced the Hellraiser Quartet of Tournament. Mm. Or, I'm sorry, Quartet of Torment. The fuck is wrong with you? Right? Quartet of Torment? Torment? Torment. Quartet of Torment. Which mm-hmm. means it's going to be the first four Hellraiser films released on 4K Blu-ray. That is a UK release only, not here in the US. I actually have Hellraiser 1 and 2, or, you know, Hellbound Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 2 on Blu-ray. But now we're getting the first four on 4K. So that's pretty cool. Kind of exciting there. The only thing is, is I only really like the first two Hellraiser movies. Everything else is kind of, you know, there's a lot of direct-to-video stuff in there. They actually released a three-pack a few years ago with the first three in a nice packaging from Arrow Video, but those were only Blu-ray releases as well. You're not really a big Hellraiser. No, Hellraiser was never, that's why I have the Blu-rays. I don't think I'll be upgrading to that personally. They're not my favorite kinds of movies. Uh, the House by the Cemetery, this is a new UK title release only, so that's getting a, that looks like it's getting a limited edition Blu-ray release, so that's another one. Terry, now here's one that I'm really excited for. Witness is coming to 4K. Okay. Witness is a 19, what year did this come out? Let's say. Well, anyway, came out in the 1980s, <laughs> and this was directed by Peter Weir. It stars Harrison Ford. For a long time, this is a lot what a lot of people would consider his best acting performance, like this in the Mosquito Coast. Okay. But I actually really like this movie. Haven't seen it in years, so I'm really excited it's coming to 4K, because that's one I'll definitely grab. I'm very excited about that one. Very enjoyable film. You should see that. I think you'd like it. And this is one called The Iron Fisted Monk. This is a new U.S.-Canada title. Okay. That one I'm not too interested in. And then we got The Desperate Hours. That's coming from, that's a new US-Canada title as well. That's coming to Blu-ray. So really the big one here is the Hellraiser. Whatever the hell they're calling that. I'm never going to get used to it. <laughs> yeah. the t- uh, Quartet t- of Torment. Torment. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to get used to saying that. That's the big one for October. <laughs> you know, just in time for spooky season. So I'm sure. Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> they said give us something spooky. <laughs> the worms are their money. The bones are their dollars. And the- <laughs> If you guys aren't watching, I think you should leave now. You're really missing out. That show is hysterical. So that was the big stuff from Arrow Video, but another announcement that came out this week is they announced Scream 3 is coming to 4K. Oh, nice. Continuing in there, releasing one film on 4K every single year instead of just releasing them all. And they're also giving us a nice three-pack. So, of course, I'll just be getting Scream 3 on 4K while... Next year, they'll release Scream 4 on 4K, and then we'll finally have them all on 4K. So I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with these releases, but it is what it is. Matt called this on the show last year when they announced Scream 2 on 4K, that next year they're going to announce Scream 3. Sure enough, they did. (laughs) But I actually love Scream 3. I think that's actually better than Scream 2. A lot of people think that's the worst in the franchise. I always like Scream 3. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm going with that. 
that that's the worst. Really? You don't like yeah. Scream 3 either? It's not that I don't like it. It's it's you, different. You get Jay and Silent Bob in it. You yeah. Know, they're making a cam it's definitely more of a comedy, and they kind of like did the thing like, uh, you know, it's talking about a trilogy, you got to follow the trilogy rules. Yeah. I, I like Scream 3 a lot. Maybe I get it I, if I like it more than others, but I really do enjoy Scream 3. So that was another big one. They also announced Rosemary's Baby is coming to 4K just after we got done filming last week. So that's, that's not... another scary. Yeah, I love Rosemary's Baby. That's one of the best horror films. Roman Polanski directed that one. You know, I know. <laughs> but I love Rosemary's Baby. That's actually a horror film that came out in the 1960s and still holds up to this very day. That's one you should definitely check out. I love the cover art on it. And last week we talked about The Exorcist coming to 4K. Uh, we finally got a look at the cover art for it. And Faith, I want you to see this because I do not understand why they did this. Okay. This is for your eyes. This is the uh, box art that they chose to go with. Now, I think the Steelbook is really nice, and that's the one I'll be getting. But this is the cover of the 100th anniversary of Warner Brothers 4K. Right? Ugly. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what they wanted. They did. I mean, that's. I guess that's what they wanted. But, I mean, I don't know. It just reminds me of the pea soup that she's throwing up everywhere with that green. Now, here is the Steelbook. So, the Steelbook is a lot nicer. Yeah, I like the color. Like the blue, but right? you gotta understand, I'm colorblind, so... What you see is completely different from what Well, that's the font in The Exorcist is like a, a pea green. Yeah, I see green. Okay, and then like her skin's like red. But like, this not, is blue. I don't know if it's supposed to be like vibrant or whatever. It's, it's kind like. of supposed to be flat. Okay. Like a flat neon green, I guess. Because I see blue. Yeah, it's blue and I'm black. I'm sure I'm not seeing it the way you see uh, it. It looks really nice. <laughs> There's actually a Zabby limited edition release that's coming too. Um, that's probably the nicest. I don't know why they just didn't do the original theatrical poster with, you know, Matt, Matt, Max von Sydow with the light shining down on mm. him. It's like one of the most famous images in movie history. So I don't know why you would go with this. Yeah. Very disappointing in my opinion as far as... So I'll be getting the steel book, the Best Buy exclusive. And that's, that's a big thing because that... The, what catches your eye? I mean, that's of... going to catch my eye, just not in the way that they're intending it to catch my eye. I I don't think anything's wrong with it, but... Mm. Maybe it's personal choice. I would have preferred the, you know, the rumored box art over that box art. But it is what it is. Um, I'm just happy that it's coming to 4K. It's The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited regardless. You know, that's officially coming on September 19th, 2023. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited for that. So that was really some big news. I'm just happy that we're finally getting the announcements. Now, one thing that pissed me off, too, uh, Groove.com, everything is so much cheaper there. Now, they only have the slipcover version for, for 25 bucks, which is cheaper than everywhere else. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Dual on 4K. It's only $20 off of uh, Groove.com. And you get 20% off of your first purchase. So definitely check out Groove.com. You know, I think I'm going to start buying a little bit more through them as well, just because they seem to always have the lowest prices. Yeah. Especially since they, but they only really handle... Um, you know, catalog titles from like major studios. Nothing like. No I mean, especially since you had like a bad experience with Amazon. Still haven't gotten to every week. I'm going to come on here. Still haven't gotten to the live and die in LA on 4K. Now apparently there was issues because it's still sold out. You can't really buy it now. The thing that really aggravates me though is I pre-ordered it on May 30th. <laughs> like I don't understand. And when you call them up, they just have no idea what's going on. So this yeah, has been a very just work there. Yeah, I know it's hard. I yelled at the Amazon lady. I felt bad about it. But they did tell me it was going to ship on Wednesday, that it was ready. So it's like, where did you get that information from? Because we're filming now on Friday and it still hasn't shipped. Yeah. And they said it'll be here the first. So maybe that review will be out this week. We'll have to wait and see. 
Hope so. I'll be reviewing some four key four keys this week. Four I'll, keys. Yeah, I'll be, four keys this week. I'll be <laughs> reviewing some four keys on the piano. So we'll be talking about Ferris Bueller's Day Off on 4K. So that's a one that's coming out this week, and then Nightbreed on 4K. I'm excited because I've never seen that movie. Okay. It was directed by Clive Barker. Maybe it's not speaking my language. Speak, well, Clive Barker directed the first Hellraiser movie. So, oh, okay. That's so that's cool a nice one. little tie in there. He also wrote Candyman. Mm. Well, he wrote the story that Candyman is based on. Anyway, it was originally a British story that they ended up taking to, you know, Chicago. Mm. You know, good story, though. Love Candy, man. It's uh, the greatest horror film ever. Mm, that's debatable, but okay. You want to debate with me about what the greatest horror film ever is? <laughs> because we can go back and forth. We can go tit for tat on that one. No, I mean, I, I don't think it is, but it's a, you know, to each his own. Okay. You can have your opinion. I, I From what I've heard, it's the greatest opinion to have mine. And the last thing that got announced this week, have you ever seen the movie American Graffiti? No. Well, that's coming to 4K. Okay. Uh, it was George Lucas's, not his first film, but that's the movie he made before. It's Star Wars. Oh, okay. And Harrison Ford stars in it, along with Ron Howard. You may have heard of him. Yeah. Became a little unknown director himself. <laughs> yeah. Also had a big, he had a little part on a show called Happy Days. Have you heard you of this never one? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Well, very no. popular no. show in the 70s. Uh, check it out one day. I know you've seen Happy Days. I hate Jesus. the theme song. <laughs> All right. It's so catchy, but I don't like it. Monday, Tuesday, Happy Days? Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Happy Days? Because they're lying through Friday, their teeth. Friday, Saturday. Oh, what a day. Saturday. Right. Right. all week with you. Happy Days go on. Okay. All right. Cut that. No, I'm not cutting it. People mm -hmm. need to hear my voice. It's awful. <laughs> awful. Oh, yes, I sound. Yeah. I mean, I know I can't sing, but Jesus. no, you can't sing. But I have talent. Don't ever disrespect my voice. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> but that's it as far as news goes. And before we get into the questions this week, we actually wanted to talk about. Uh, I sh I filmed my entire collection video this week, but I that meant that I cleansed the collection. So I took out all the doubles or any movies that I don't feel like I'm ever gonna go back to. Uh, you know, hard decisions were made. But uh, all those doubles and all those movies that I'm not going to go back to, me and Faith were talking. And actually, why don't you explain your idea about this? Because I think you have a better grasp on what we should do with those than I <laughs> Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to have a John's Garage sale. Well, that's what Faith wants kind to Kind of thing. <laughs> um, so it'll be a buy-in. So whoever wants to join in um, will be, what did we say, 5 $10? I don't know what we said. Essentially, what we're going to do is we're going to split them up into like lots. You guys know what that means. Like, I'm going to take like five or six of them. And yes, okay. Like, so five or six. Like, I think I have a little bit over 40 of the doubles. You can see the pictures on your screen here. I've split them up in the lots. And essentially, what we'll do is anyone who wants to like have a chance at this, you know, you do like a, a five like a five dollar super chat for each lot because it'll be live. And then we'll put your name. Everybody who wants that a certain lot, we'll put your name on a wheel. We'll spin the wheel like we do with our digital code giveaway, and then you get all the movies in that lot. And all you had to do is just pay to buy it. And you could have your name on every single wheel, kind of deal. But if you do win one, oh, figure, so it's every movie in that lot. Well, every movie in that lot, you win the entire lot. Okay. So, you know, but then you go on to the next one and the next one. Kind of like, you know, like, just a cool game we can play in a live feed one day. And then, you know, you get a, you, like, you know, you get a collection of movies. Not everybody has big collections. So, 
You could choose which ones you want to bid on. I have some good movies in there. And this is definitely good for people who want to start their own. Start their own collection who may, like, you know, haven't done it yet. Because, you know, these are all pretty decent Blu-rays. I've just upgraded a lot of them or I had doubles. Do you have, do you know, some off? Well, one that's in there that's really cool that I'm actually upset to part with is Home Alone Steelbook. Uh, I have some of my oh, old yes. Steelbooks on there. Like, you know, that one's going to be gone. Like, you can see this with them. the X-Men trilogy. The X-Men Blu-ray trilogy that I have. Mm -hmm. I have the 4Ks, so that's why those are going. But I actually, Matt didn't want to get rid of his with those, like, because he sold all his doubles. He didn't want to sell that because he likes the out exterior box of those because they're in Blu-ray cases inside of it. It's really that's nice. That's cool. So, you know, we'll do all, all of that. Uh, we just thought it'd be something fun to do here on the channel. Uh, also, next Saturday night, we're going to be watching SummerSlam together. Oh. You know, for all the wrestling fans out there. <laughs> Not that you care. No. No, but it's exciting. You know, we're going to have the end of the bloodline, it looks like. Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. Mmm. So, you know. Wait, I saw a clip last week, and it was one of the Uso brothers, and he was supposed to, he th everyone thought he was going to betray his brother. Yeah, he sided with Jimmy. And he said... I'm sticking with the blood one. He kicked him or something like that. Yeah. I saw a clip of it. Roman's going down. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's so real. It's wrestling. I mean, are you really going to sit here and knock wrestling when you watch Love is Blind, the 90 Day Fiance, Love Island, Trash Island, whatever the hell you watch? It's essentially the same thing. It's just, yeah, you know, for men. Yeah, so I always said it. It's drama. It's like soap opera for soap men. That's opera always how I describe wrestling. Although, female wrestling puts on some of the best matches today compared mm -hmm. to men wrestling. So, yep. you know what? You can't really even say that. There's a lot of female fans. Margot Robbie did an interview this week where she said when she was growing up, she was huge fans of John Cena and The Undertaker. Like she and she said it was an honor to work with John Cena on the party because she awesome. was a huge wrestling fan. So, you know. oh, I watched wrestling too. I took you. Oh yeah, you took me to WrestleMania. Yeah, 29. I loved wrestling. Yeah, uh, wrestling. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I, 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 I know. Always. I still know some of the people. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan. Like I, I wanted to quit wrestling. I just can't quit you. I, I, yeah, I, I always, it keeps on getting me. It, it does. It's, it's like a, it's like a bad, it's a bad relationship. They just keep abusing me, and then I come <laughs> back. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to doing that with you guys next week. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing else really as far as news goes or anything. You know, obviously they still have the strike going on, so there's no promotion for any of these movies. Um, so as they keep coming out, we'll keep doing some reviews. A couple things coming out. The Meg Two comes out next week. Not excited for that. <laughs> I don't like shark. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say very excited. No, not excited. <laughs> not excited for that. No, I mean I'll do a review if you guys want me to, but I do not want to see the Meg two. I didn't like the Meg one. I don't like shark movies. Yeah. You know the Jaws is the only one that's able to even like crack my exterior shell when it comes to shark films. Yeah. But you know we'll see. We'll see how that I'm goes. I'm on into Shark Week and all uh, that. Me stuff. and Matt are actually going to see TMNT on Monday, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Which looks pretty good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I like the animation look of it. Looks like they kind of took like, uh, like it looks like, like they took it into. The, I was gonna mm -hmm. say, looks like they took a lot of uh, inspiration from Into the Spider Verse, even as far as like the soundtrack goes and the trailer. It looks like they're trying to get that crowd in there for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is cool. That franchise has a ton of fans. Yeah. You know, I was uh, I was a fan of the original trilogy when I was a kid. I love those movies. Oh yeah, you I like I liked them when I was growing up. Yeah, no, that was great. Just yeah. not my thing now i guess well yeah the michael bay ones that came out in the mid-2000s they weren't for me and even the rebooted nickelodeon show wasn't for me but this looks like it might be a breath of fresh air so i'm excited 
Hmm. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, anyway, you ready to dive into some questions? Yeah, bring on the questions. All right, calm down. And our first thing that we're going to get into is a question last week. We skipped over this. We actually answered half of it, but we forgot to answer the second half of oh. Kevin L's question about what our favorite and least favorite movie theater experiences was. Oh. We only talked about our least favorite because we got distracted. Oh, what was our best movie experience? I thought we had oh. a great movie theater experience, me and you. Remember going to see Infinity War? Yes. And remember where we went after? No. We went and got chicken and waffles. It was a great day. Where did we get chicken and waffles? Some place in Corum. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Oh. You don't remember getting that? No. Wow. I don't remember at all. Wow, it was a good day for me. <laughs> We've got to see Infinity War. I thought um, episode seven oh. was a big a big one for us. The Force Awakens. Yeah. We had the Christmas sweaters yeah. on, the Star Wars Christmas yep. sweaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, I loved it. Yeah, we got, yeah, that was a great day for us. Yeah. I saw that movie in theaters three times, actually. Yeah. I love The Force. Maybe that's why I have such fond memories of The Force Awakens while other people don't. Mm -hmm. It's like, we just had a good experience We just together. got our sweaters yeah. on and we enjoyed, and we also enjoyed Rogue One a lot, too. Rogue One was in great. In the movies. Yeah. But Infinity War and Endgame were, oh. like, super intense. Like, the end of Infinity War Everybody was, was speech, speechless. They didn't know what to they do. They didn't have, they were like, what just happened here? Mm -hmm. You know? And we had to wait a year for Endgame. Yep. And then when you went to go see Endgame, and then the big moments in that, like when uh, Captain America caught Thor's hammer, oh my God, the crowd went fucking nuts yeah. when that happened. Like, that was a movie theater moment. Yeah. I think we finally got a back to that a little bit this past week with Barbie because we finally got to see people all dressed in pink. Yes. Like, the crowds yes, were there. Yes, just excited to yeah. see a movie. Yeah, everybody was excited to see a movie. I mean, people were uh, excited to see Oppenheimer, but I think it was just more of like a of downer kind of thing. Yeah, people what? aren't cheering in Oppenheimer, mm -hmm. but people like the whole audience. I mean, I would hope they're not cheering out. Imagine. <laughs> well, that's the message of the movie is we were cheering when we dropped bombs yeah, on countries. Yeah. So, like, if we would have been in the theater, we'd definitely been, eh, you weren't reading the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the message of the film. <laughs> oh, you, we're not celebrating this one? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm a little confused. The message of the movie threw me off. <laughs> there was, like, a news article that was like Japan is not playing Oppenheimer and it's like oh wonder why <laughs> like yeah, why would that people even were surprised be, they like, asked why would that even be in, in a news article they like, actually yeah. they asked them hey would you mind playing Oppenheimer yeah <laughs> what's it about well <laughs> you remember that back in the mid mid 1940s uh there was this bomb <laughs> it's called the A-bomb now we built one and then we built two more and we used those bombs on certain cities. <laughs> We're not going to mention. We're not going to mention the cities. You know them, though. And so that's your hint. <laughs> but yeah, you guys want to I can't see? believe, like, it was a shocker. Like, you really put a news article about that out? Japan doesn't want to play Oppenheimer. They're no? not playing it. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's ridiculous. But, it's uh, like that thing. Jeez, you think? <laughs> but... <laughs> When I was a kid, I had a great movie theater experience. Uh, Core Movie Land Cinemas here on Long Island. It's it's a small movie theater and a shopping center, but it was close to where I went to school. So this was like my local theater that me and my friends would go to every weekend and see movies. Um, they were doing renovations. So basically they took all the seats out of the movies and for half price, which at the time, full price tickets were $8. So half price was $4. They would give you like a beach chair and you would go sit on the cement floors in the theaters with that beach chair, but you could see any movie 
however you want. I mean, it was like a month they were doing these renovations, and it was weird. Why they, I don't know why they picked August. Like, I feel like that's booming season. But anyway, I got to see so many movies for $4, and I just had great experiences. Like, there was like 10 of us, and we just had our chairs spread out through the theater floor, you know, and still had the big screen. Ah, and you saw good. a bunch of movies? A bunch of movies that summer. It was so, I think it was the summer of 2009 or mm. 2008. I can't remember. It was one of those two summers because I know I didn't have my license yet. So I wasn't driving there. I still had to get dropped off. But yeah, that was a great movie theater experience for me. I'll never forget that. Um, and also the first time I saw The Dark Knight was great because that was at a midnight release back when you actually had to go see movies at midnight. That was like, if a movie was coming out on Friday, you got there at midnight, yeah. you know? Yeah. Not like now where it's like, oh, a movie comes out on Friday, but you can come and see it also all of Thursday. Yeah. I kind of defeated the yeah. purpose of the midnight release. Yeah. You know, so. They'll put it, they'll, yeah, they'll put it out like 7.30. Yeah, or even if it's like a big enough movie, like last week with Barbie and Oppenheimer, you could see them at four in the afternoon. I think yeah. there was even places playing it even earlier than yeah. that. So that was a great experience back in the day. I used to just absolutely love going to the movies and I had some good memories about those midnight releases. So Avatar midnight release too. Just, I didn't walk out of there happy like The Dark Knight. The one thing about Barbie I liked was the box. Oh, wow. The Barbie box. And, like, all the girls are taking pictures and that. I think they need to do that more. It just, it made it, they did great job with the marketing. Like, we talked last week about Google and how, yeah. like, they made everything pink mm -hmm. and everything was shining on the screen and everything yeah. like that. Like, that's good marketing. That's what marketing needs to be. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to be trying to sell a summer blockbuster, make people feel included in it. The Barbie exactly. box thing was cool. Everybody was lining up. Yeah. And actually, when I went back there the other day to see Haunted uh, Mansion, um, they had, like, a whole, they put up a barrier now separating it because. I guess people were walking in front of other people taking pictures. So now they uh, made a line for it. Because oh, everybody wanted to take a picture in it. Yeah. People were still taking pictures and, and the balloons. And I didn't realize it was a Barbie box, so I didn't get into it. I was just like standing in front of it with my yeah, pink outfit. I don't know why you didn't understand <laughs> Well, that. you didn't, like, you would have been like, hey, get, why don't you get in the box? And I would, oh. Did it shit. click with you when you saw the movie yes. and like, they wanted Marvel to get in the box? Because like, <laughs> ours wasn't like everybody else's box. Everybody else's like in different movie theaters. They had it said Barbie on it, and like it looked like um, a real Barbie box. This one was like a cheesy one. It looked like a photo booth. Yeah, and it looked like, like a photo exactly. Yeah, and they, so I got and they little, like blew up balloons and like glued them to the outside. It was kind of yeah. sad on Wednesday when they had the balloons all like they're deflated now. Now it's a sad Barbie box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. But uh, yeah, I think we answered that question now. So let's uh, move on to the next question. Oh, I forgot to mention this to you. Kino Lorber is also going to be releasing a 4K for Uncle Buck. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Okay. I love Uncle Buck. I know you John do. Candy. That's my second favorite John Hughes movie behind Only Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Young Macaulay Culkin. I'm yeah, really well, excited I don't for agree that. With that but okay. You don't like Uncle Buck? I do. Oh. But it's not, I don't think it's his, I think Home Alone. Home Alone. He wrote Home Alone. He didn't direct Home Alone. Oh, well, same thing. He also wrote Christmas Vacation, John. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I would definitely think Christmas Vacation and Home Alone are better than Uncle Buck also. Yeah. I, if we were talking John Hughes directed movies, that's the second best one. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure we bring that up. And I like a lot of <laughs> Kino Lorber movies. They keep announcing them, but we have no release date yet. So it's the same thing like with Kindergarten Cop. That's been announced, but no official release date. Uh, Cujo, although Cujo has a trailer on uh, the Needful Things 4K. So it's definitely coming. Just win. So, same thing with that. Uh, here's a good question. This one is from 
Lionel Jacobs, and he says, It seems that Disney is going to stop releasing all physical media in Australia and some other countries. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be their last 4K Blu-ray and DVD Disney will release in Australia. Disney's about... Disney is also ending the Disney Movie Club in Canada come October. How worried should physical media buyers be in the U.S.? Um, so I've gone back and forth about this, first of all. That's not a good sign, and it goes against everything Bob Iger said, I believe, last year when he became the CEO again of Disney when they brought him back for a second. Well, that's day. not surprising. He's, no, but he lost... He's, show, he, he's been showing his ass lately. Yeah, he's just been showing his true colors. Mm -hmm. um, because he said that they wanted to concentrate more on physical media. Well, if you want to concentrate more on physical media... Why are you going to just stop selling physical media in certain regions of the world? Mm -hmm. Now, we've already known about Disney and their physical media. They clearly don't care. Disney Plus always gets the best version of these films. They're the ones that get the Dolby Vision. They're the ones that get the IMAX enhanced scenes. It's why I stopped buying Disney physical media. Now, the problem is, is that they also own 20th Century Films. So they have all those scans that they never release. Movies like Fight Club and Aliens that have new 4K scans, but for some reason they won't. That's a shame. It is a shame because Disney can easily, if they want money, lease the rights of these movies like they did with Wally and Criterion mm -hmm. out to other studios and let them release it. And all you have to do is just allow them to have the rights to the movie and then you just get the profit back. You get money yeah, back. That's exactly. it. They do all the work and you just get the money because it's your movie. Like, that's it. I don't know what... Like, if you're going to protect it, your brand that much then release the movies on physical media. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't understand. I, I don't think physical media people have to worry too much. Uh, this feels more like an isolated Disney thing more than like physical media in general. Not surprised because it's Disney. I wouldn't be surprised if Disney does cut off physical media completely. Even altogether, it, altogether. Yeah. it would not surprise me, which again, huge shame. They used to be the biggest in physical media back in the 90s. You know, They the had the best, like they used to put them in the vault, the vault. and like they had the best marketing. Like people mm -hmm. wanted, they waited for that to come back out yeah. again to get it again. You yeah, know? it's just they've lost It's their, a shame. It's a, it is a shame and it's sad because I want their movies on physical media. They've made some of the greatest films of all time. You know how much I would kill for like a 4K, a really nice 4K version of like Bambi? That would be great in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. Or even Cinderella to go back to like the original version of how it used to look like because it's been just so enhanced over the years. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's like, lease the rights out then. Let physical media studios, boutique labels like Scream Factory, Shout Factory, Arrow, uh, Criterion and Kino Lorber release your films on 4K because the physical media market is still strong. I'm, I don't want this to be a worry for anyone. I don't think we have to worry. The worst case scenario is we just stop getting Disney movies on physical media, which would be very sad. Don't get me wrong, but I think physical media, just like vinyl, will always have a market. Um, it's just the studios that will be releasing them may change over time. That's okay. my best interpretation of that. Uh, so that was a great question. I definitely was looking forward to addressing that because I did feel really bad for people in Australia who collect. I don't know if anyone in Australia watches this channel, but if you do, I would love to hear your thoughts on this in the comment section because I'm very so curious. So strictly just Disney. Just Disney stuff, yes. It's just, That's and they're ending the movie club, which is a very famous movie club that I people still are invested in. Now it's only in Canada, I believe, that's getting ended now, so not in the U.S. If you're a member of that. But, you know, this is what I mean. They used to be really committed to physical Because it's all about they want people to sign up for Disney+. Plus. I know. That's because they invested all that money in Disney+, Plus and they haven't reaped their returns that they expected yet. And now they're just trying to steer you towards that. Honestly, personally, it makes me want to cancel Disney+, Plus because I know what they're trying to go I for. Mean, and it's, it upsets me. We don't really watch it. 
Well, I gave up on the Marvel shows a long time ago. Yeah, and we, even, we don't we don't watch it. No, but like if I'm ever in the mood to watch a Disney movie, the best version of it is on Disney Plus, and, and that's, that's the what thing. they want. You know, because we do watch it once in a while. Once but. in a while, like if I want to go watch the Lion King. But on, the thing that but you have the Lion I have King. it. Like I do already own it, but like if I want to watch the best version of it, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not it, like you can't watch the movie. No, you can't. And you can save your money. You know, it's just that uh, quality snob in me sometimes always wants the best version of a film. Yeah. But but, uh, some, but if it keeps going this way, I'm really going to boycott certain things because it's not right. It's not. Netflix is like right here. Netflix has uh, been... Uh, did you tw- see what price? just came out? Oh, how they cut the basic plan? Yes, that and about the AI. They're hiring like AI people or I whatever. I saw. I, that weren't the only company I saw doing. It. I think Disney put out. But a, they started at ninety thousand. Ninety thousand. Yeah. Like that. Of course. Honestly, from a job per, uh, perspective, if we don't put a stop to AI, this is exactly what's going to happen. People are going to start taking those jobs because the salary is going to seem really high, and it's a way to turn us against each other. Mm-hmm. It's a. That's just it. Like we'll. Ch- but then in a couple of years they'll get rid of those people like we have to read how this is going to go look at what these businesses have shown you what they'll do Mm -hmm. disney literally has lied to your face warner brothers has lied to your face how many times and we have to start taking that on face value like they're there to be anti-consumerism that's Mm -hmm. it they're there for themselves they're there to protect their bottom line look at what's going on with the sag uh sag after strike the wga strike like they clearly have made it obvious that all that matters to them is their bottom lines they'll say whatever they want to say to make you believe them that they're caring people but they're not they're there for one thing and that's that nice old money clip Mm. as long as that thing is filled up and they're able to buy 12 cars while you have a hard time paying for your one car that's all that means anything to them and it's really sad and this is just another step in that direction that we've seen from many corporations all over the world yeah. So, uh, let's move on to something more positive right? (laughs) because that's a Debbie Downer kind of situation (laughs) And this one, before we get into our Kevin L. portion of the show, <laughs> this is from my buddy uh, Lorenzo Harris, Man of God, and he wrote, What are your top five favorite Screen Factory releases of all time? Well, uh, well this is you. Well, you know, you might know some of these movies. I'm going to count them down for you from number five to number one. So... You could put all the Child's Plays in there, but I thought the best 4K release that they put out last year was Child's Play 2. Uh, I think a lot of that is just source material, but if you're going to get any of them, in my opinion, Child's Play 2 is still also the best Child's Play film. Maybe Bride of Chucky's up there, but I'm very. this is a very good release from them. I love this release. So that's a good one. You ever seen Child's Play 2? Yeah, I see. Okay, and number four is Army of Darkness. Now, this is a 4K steelbook that I have. Uh, That's nice, right? Yeah, it's really nice. And if you come in here, Faith, you'll notice that this is a three-disc set. Ooh. And look, individual discs. Actually, four discs. I'm sorry. Uh, there's three cuts of the movie in here. Uh, only the theatrical cuts on 4K. Then the other cuts are on Blu-ray. There's a TV version. Like everything. They've sprung for all the bells and whistles. If you're a fan of Army of Darkness, and this might be my favorite film in the Evil Dead franchise, actually. So I love this one. Put this one over here. Number three is a release, uh, recent release, actually. The Exorcist three on 4K. Love this movie. Such an underrated film. Uh, this transfer, though, is gorgeous. You can also get the director's cut version on here. So, you know, you get both cuts of the movie. Uh, still one of the best jump scares of all time. George C. Scott is amazing. Just one of the greatest actors to ever live. Uh, even in his older age in here, and it shows. Still acting his ass off. And Brad Dourif, speaking of Child's Play. 
Number two is a tie, um, just because they're basically the, from the same scans. Like they, the scans were done at the same time. But I got Halloween and Halloween three on 4K, both Scream Factory releases. Now, what makes Halloween a little bit better is you get the color temperature change because Lionsgate did a, a 4K release as well. Uh, so the color temperature on both 4Ks are different. I have both 4Ks actually. I have this one and the Lionsgate 4K. So same film, uh, but that's nice too. I love it. Love the artwork. You see how the artwork mm -hmm. like looks like that. I also have two and four and five on 4K in the same artwork with these nice hard covers that I love. Like you go inside, really nice that stuff. You're gonna let them know that I put it in there backwards? I'm embarrassed about it. <laughs> all right? Well, you're such a stickler. I you? know. Well, I didn't realize till just now. Now I'm embarrassed. All right. <laughs> I'll rectify that. <laughs> Halloween three, I had to put in here just because it's my favorite Halloween film. So that all, and that is a big upgrade over the previous Blu-ray. And then at number one, The Return of the Living Dead on 4K. That's this nice. Was, uh, I love it. And this was such a huge upgrade over the previous Blu-ray. It's a nice three-disc set here. Uh, I love this movie so much. The 4K is fantastic. So many great extras on here. Great making of documentary. So this would be my number one. I absolutely love Return of the Living Dead. Um, I could rewatch that all the time, not just on Halloween. Sometimes it's hard for me to wait to watch it once a year. It's just that good of a movie. And to get a definitive edition like that makes me so happy. So that would be my number one choice. All right. All right. Uh, so that's the end of that. I'm done with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just watched My Cousin Vinny again this week. <laughs> that movie still holds up, right? Oh, so good. Oh, it's so great. I love that movie so much. Um, Marissa Tomei definitely deserved that Academy Award. Anyone who doesn't think she did, they're wrong. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on to our Kevin L. portion of the week. We got three questions from him. And he said, how would you recast... Oh, wow, I didn't even read this like this. I read that wrong. How would you recast the following movies? Back to the Future, The Dark Knight, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill, and The Shining. We should do this together, kind of. What, talk through it? Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, Back to the Future, like, I guess if we were going to modernize it, I think that's what we're... I yeah. think Brian Cranston. You would put Brian Cranston as Christopher Lloyd's yeah. character? You know what? That's a great casting choice. Uh -huh. Holy shit. No, uh -huh. that's a really good cast. I could definitely see him playing uh, Death Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Now, yeah. who would you get to play Marty? I was thinking Timothy Chalamet. Him or Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Holy shit. That's it. <laughs> he does play. Oh, that's it. I, no. I, give me the job. Yeah, no, that's perfect <laughs> give, casting. Give me the job. I'll find him. Oh, my God. That is such good casting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Good call there, Faith. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, so The Dark Knight, I mean, they're always recasting Batman, so it's like... That's like, yeah. That's a little tougher, but I mean, if I was recasting in The Bat in, in the Dark Knight, I would have actually liked to see Killian Murphy play Batman. We've seen his screen test um, of him in the Batsuit. I think it was actually Val Kilmer's Batman suit. I would like to have seen him do that. I think they could have definitely nailed a better Rachel, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, I do like Katie Holmes, don't get me wrong, but I think that... I like Katie Holmes. And I, I do like her in those movies, but I think they could have got somebody a little bit better. And if they were doing that movie today, who would you recast? Actually, Katie Holmes isn't even in The Dark Knight. That's She's in Batman Begins. Yeah. It was uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I really am not a big Maggie Gyllenhaal fan in general. So if we're looking, because when you think of that character, it's usually like a brunette, right? Yes. So, like, a Kobe Shoulders. Or Kobe Smolders would be Smulders, good. Smolders, that's her name. Yeah, yeah she would be good. Um, she's a little older now, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess if we were going back that's to so the That's so sexist. What? <laughs> so, because you can have an older Batman, but you can't have a... Well, the ages should match up. Yeah, but... 
I guess Killian Murphy's age now. I guess if we go back to 2008, that's, and it, that would work. Yes. yes. Okay. If we're going back in time because, yeah, I guess Killian Murphy would be too old to be Batman now anyway, too. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. That's a good call. Uh, let's see what else we got. Pulp Fiction. Now, there is a lot of roles in this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know who I would put in any of them. Honestly, Samuel Jackson is perfect. If I was going to recast that... There's no... There's no... Lakeith Stanfield. Him or Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx? It would be too funny, I feel uh, like. But he was funny, but loud. Yeah, Samuel... But you were scared of him. Like, yeah, like, uh, what? I mean, yeah, but he was funny, I mean, they're, they're hitmen. Like, you know, they yeah, got to fold like, that Yeah, but I wasn't afraid of John Travolta. Like, I wasn't... No, John Travolta seemed too sloppy. I feel like he was a good hitman, but he always seemed like he would definitely make a mistake. I mean, he was doing heroin. Someone that's, like, <laughs> upbeat like he was. Like, mm, like that could probably... I don't know who you would cast in that role. That's a tough one. The John Travolta role? I don't know who you put in that role at all. I mean, I definitely could see Lakeith Stanfield and Samuel Jackson's role. The John Travolta role would be really hard. I don't see him. What about the Bruce Willis role? Would you recast? Who would you put in that one? I have no idea. I think you could put Uma Thurman's daughter, Maya Hawke, in the Uma Thurman role. Well, if you're just looking for a lookalike, I'm just saying, like, who would kill that role? Maya Hawke is awesome. I think she's such a great actress. I'm just saying, like, that was... What if you were going to swap, like, uh, like let's say we put an African-American girl in there instead of a white girl? Who would you put in that? Like, like could you see... I could see Zazie Beetz in her role. No? No. Zazie Beetz has a lot of energy that that role would need. No. Okay. All right. What about Tessa Thompson? No. Yes. I don't... No. I don't see... I just don't see it for... Don't see it. No. No. I don't know who. I think Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie could definitely bring... Oh, that's a different energy. But I think she can be... You think yeah, so? Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Uh, it would definitely change the role. I just don't know who you put in the John Travolta role. That role really is specific to him. I don't know how you swap yeah, that out. Know. That's a tough one. That's why he was so good for that. He was perfect. Uh, Bruce Willis would be a little tough, too, to change out. Because he was great in that movie. I'm just trying to think of like who a modern actor is that would fit in that role. That's tough. Yeah. And then if you go to Kill Bill... Um, again, it's just my mind's gonna go right to Maya Hawk because I just think that. Well, then that makes sense. You know, that makes that makes sense in that role. Right? That seems like too easy. Like I feel like we have to do like a gender swap or something and kill Bill to like make it like change it up mm-hmm. because I feel like as Maya Hawk's out there, that's why I want Kill Bill Volume Three. Is I want Maya Hawk and I want somebody else to play Vivica A. Fox's character uh, daughter in that movie. And, like, have them fight. Mm-hmm. That would be so awesome. And who mm-hmm. could play Vivica Fox's daughter? There's a bunch of people. Who do you see? I don't know. You don't know? I can't just pick one. Like you said, Zazie Beetz, I thought she would be good. She would Originally, be good. I said that before. So Did I, you say Zazie mm-hmm. Beetz would be a good one for that? Yeah. She would be good in that role. Because, A, she's also got the action movie experience with Deadpool. And you got to be able to, like... Obviously, these are kind of action movies in general. Yeah. So you got to be able to handle that. I just... I want Kill Bill Volume 3 with those two. It would be so awesome. Such a good movie. Or... Tiona Paris. She would be good. Because she has an insane range. Her characters in They Clone Tyrone and in the other movie that she... In the Marvels. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Captain Marvel or the Marvels movie coming out. Totally different characters. So she has range. So I could see that. Now, the last one on this list is The Shining. And I actually know who I'm going to pick. I know for the, who I'm going to pick. Who Leo. You, pick, you think Leo. I think Jack, uh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. That's so, very interesting. I saw a deep fake that somebody did and they swapped out the face. 
and they like adjusted the audio so it looked like Jim Carrey doing it. Oh, I saw and, that. And I can now I'm like he would be perfect in The Shining because he knows he has that he can hit those crazy points. Yeah. You know, like I, Leo probably could too. Yeah. But Leo looks like Jack Nicholson, and I think that's like <laughs> what everybody kind of goes to. Yeah. You know, like so I think that's why people think okay, you could get Jim Carrey is a good one. But and Jim Carrey could do it. He could do it. So I think Jim Carrey would be perfect in The Shining. I don't know if you, who you recast as his wife. Um, you know, it's got to be somebody who's like kind of naive to everything that's going on, and she's just like kind of going along with her psychotic husband. So I don't know who you would even cast in that. Who's like Anne Hathaway? I think she could. Jim Carrey and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway? I think she could do it. Really? Mm-hmm. I think she could pull that off. Call me crazy. Okay. All right. Are you calling me crazy? Or you agree? She's good. Okay. I don't. I just don't see her in that kind of role. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's just not my mind going there. That's fair enough. I'll give it to you. Um, our next Kevin L question is, what are your favorite scenes from the following movies? The Other Guys, okay. Creed, Beverly Hills Cop, Scream 2, and Hereditary. So we can do some, like, well, I, I haven't seen every single movie of this, though. You definitely have seen every single movie on here. Um, because I've seen four of the five. No, but, like, I don't remember. Actually, I've seen every single one of these movies with you at some point. Okay, so. So the other guys, as a movie. We have, like, the same one when he's whispering. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's not my favorite scene. My favorite scene comes in the beginning when they uh, the rock's looking at um, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Aim for the bushes. Oh. And they just, like, start jumping and, like. And in your mind, you're like, okay, they're going to make it. Somehow. It's like, but it's logical in real life that they're not going to make it. Yeah. And at the funeral, he's with, there wasn't a bush in sight. Not even an awning. <laughs> I know, they couldn't believe it. And then the, that, uh, my favorite scene, I, I don't know how to pick a favorite scene in the other guys. I quote that movie all the time. Uh, it's got to be something with Michael Keaton, though. Actually, I like it when um, he gives them the, they get sent to Vegas and like they get their shoes taken. They come back and he lost his wooden gun. And he's like, somebody was actually kind enough to put like a, a stain or a lint oil on this for you. You might want to think about dropping them a doctor's note. <laughs> Not a, do a thank you note. A thank you. <laughs> that that's up there for me. Just like any anything with Michael Keaton in that movie just makes me laugh. He does a great job. But also when they go and get the Prius back and he's like, oh, yeah. thanks for the F Well, you have a shirt. I do have a shirt that says I got that, that shirt for Love you. Dirty Mike and the Boys. And he's like, you know what they call that when they have sex in your car, right? He's like, <laughs> no. Kitchen. They call it a soup kitchen. <laughs> this, this car. It's the first new car I ever bought. Doesn't look new anymore. <laughs> I'm going to have sex in your car again. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. There's so much in that movie. That's not your wife. My wife is very plain. <laughs> you come down here dressed like a hobo. <laughs> That's how John talks to me. It is. I know. Well, it's the same thing. You know, I got really lucky with a hot <laughs> wife, so you got to, like, you know, try and play it off yeah. like you're not hot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, then in the first Creed movie, the only the scene that comes to my mind is um, the training sequence. It's basically stolen right out of, like, you know, the first Rocky movie, but still, him training in the streets. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's classic stuff. Yeah. You know, it's very much structured like the first or second Rocky movie, Creed. Um, I really like that movie. Him and Tessa Thompson uh, have great chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, I still haven't seen Creed three though. Yeah, we we haven't seen it. No, and I really the first Michael B. one Dr I liked, but it what it's like it kind of does the same thing. Oh, it's the same exact art you know? as the first so. Rocky movie. Yeah, exactly. I actually, I never I haven't loved both Creed movies. That's no. why I haven't rushed to see Creed three. But you know. I've enjoyed them. Uh, then the next one is Beverly Hills Cop. There's another one that's tough for me. Actually, no, it's not. I know my favorite scene in this movie. Uh, when he gets tossed out the window early in the movie and then gets immediately arrested. Oh, yes. Tell me, so what's the charge? 
Possession of a concealed weapon, disturbing the peace. Disturbing the peace? I got thrown out of a window. What's the fucking charge for getting pushed out of a moving car, huh? Jaywalking? <laughs> and the cops, and the cop says, he's like, yes, and he's like, what am I being arrested for? He's like, I just got thrown out of a fucking window. <laughs> or no, it was disturbing the peace. And he's like, I just disturbed, I just got thrown out of a fucking window. What's <laughs> the fucking next thing? Jaywalking? You know, he's just flipping out about it. I love that scene. Um, do you have a favorite scene from Beverly Hills Cop? That's probably it, That's too. probably it, yeah. too. I mean, there's a lot. I was trying to think of something, like, really funny in it, but that was really I funny. like it when he repeats that one guy, and he's like, ooh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Scream 2, and mine has to be the the first scene, the opening. opening scene. That was my choice, too. Um, where And it, I love it because they didn't, he didn't want to even go to the movies. Omar or, He wanted to go to the movies. She, she didn't. didn't want to go to it. and she Or she wanted to go to a different movie he wanted to see a horror movie she wanted to go so to the new uh fucking it's like what's a her love name? movie no it's what's like her that. name from speed why am i drawing a blank on her name uh, Sa uh, sandra bullock sandra bullock he she wanted to go see the new sandra mm -hmm. bullock movie and he wanted to go see a horror movie yeah although that scene also i've never been to a movie theater experience like that where everyone's got masks on they're all jumping I around go. going fucking nuts but would you go no, because I want to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go to that, first of all, because I think that was prior to, like, all the scary things that have been happening with, you know, gun violence and stuff. I'm curious. Has anyone ever been to a movie theater experience like that at the beginning of Scream 2, where everyone's mm. got masks on, going crazy, the glow-in-the-dark knives? But that is the best opening, especially yeah. since she dies and nobody realizes. Yeah, her. oh my god, that was sad. That is sad. That was really sad. Of then I always think a scary movie when she dies and then like everyone's stabbing her in the crowd. They're like, shut up! And, then they, and they're like, this is for Titanic! <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and then she dies. I'm sorry, it's not funny! <laughs> This is for Titanic. <laughs> and then she gets stabbed and she just like, ah, and then she collapses on the yeah. same way and everybody else in the crowd starts cheering. cheering? Yeah. Because <laughs> literally all they did was just watch her. Die, yeah. yeah. And they didn't, exactly. And it doesn't she, make sense. She's like, what is wrong with you? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, next up on the list and the last one is Hereditary. Um, it's really hard for me to pick anything but the entire third act of this movie. It all builds right up to this. And then once mm -hmm. she starts getting possessed, that's it. It, that movie is just a 10 out of 10 and I even like I the, like the movie but I just don't I, there's there's some graphic scenes very graphic scenes yeah, yeah no that's um, a, that's a that tough I, don't, uh, I just rewatched that this movie's still a masterpiece in my opinion it's one of the best horror films to come out in the last best films to come out in the last 10 to 15 years it's mm. that damn good still holds up still captivating it's not as captivating as the first time I remember being shocked in the theaters when that girl lost her head didn't expect that mm. at all because I thought that was the star of the movie. I thought that, yeah. so that came out of nowhere. So that's a great question. Uh, well, we th with that movie, you thought it was going one way and it went completely different. Did a full one eighty on mm -hmm. us, absolutely. Because we were like, okay, wasn't the point of the movie about like, wasn't she? Well, the way the trailer spun it was yeah. that she was going to be the star. Like, it mm -hmm. was about her. Yeah. So, definitely threw us for a loop, for sure. Yeah. Um, our last question of the week. That's another great question, Kevin. I love those. Um, how would you rank the following actors? Matt Damon, Ooh, Robin like Williams, this. Marlon Brando, Ooh. Dustin Hoffman, Gene Hackman, and Leonardo DiCaprio. So, obviously, we're going to put Leonardo, both of us, as our number one, mm, right? Yeah. yeah. I have to also. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. So. So, that's my number. I'm gonna, we're, that's our number one, I guess, because we... We jointly agree. Yeah. So, then we're going to do... Well, I'm going to do... I think I know who your number two is. I'm going to say Robin Williams. Knew it. My number two is Gene Hackman. 
I love Gene Hackman. He's going to be number three. He, that's your number three? My number three after Gene Hackman would be... Whew, this is tough. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go Matt Damon. Matt Damon was mine. Four. That, that's your four? Yeah. I put Robin Williams at number four. I mean, can't go higher if I just put... You gave you my yeah, top three. Yeah, but I don't understand why... I mean, it, this is a tough list. Yeah. Somebody has to be last on this list. Yeah. Because, uh, like, right now I'm going to have to put Marlon Brando, Academy Award winner, multiple what? times, Marlon Brando yeah. at number five. And you know how hard that... The guy's... I mean, come on, on the waterfront. The problem with Marlon Brando is, like, late-stage Marlon Brando, he just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like... I, I, everything after the Godfather movies, and even Apocalypse Now, where he showed up out of shape, that's why they only show his face in that, which those, works. Those, like, early ho Hollywood people, though, they can act, but a lot of them didn't have the, um, the overall component that a lot of actors and actresses have now well like they can do different different roles where i feel like because of where we are as a society like we're willing to talk about things that we weren't willing to talk about before i agree i also think that back then they were like they had contracts with studios so the studios would pick the roles that they had and mm. it's not like them now like once we got to like the 1970s like you know had to like start auditioning it didn't yeah, matter what studio exactly. so like marlon brando so, so sometimes i feel like they are they this famous because the studio pushed for them to yeah be? they were very much plug and play yeah but Mar but marlon brando i think did stand above a lot of them him Humphrey Bogart at the time, you know, but yes, they a lot of actors back then they were chosen based on looks and mm -hmm. stuff than based on their actual like you know there wasn't really much method acting yeah. back then where like the actors like super invent no it was like can you play this role yeah of course absolutely mm -hmm. you know like that's kind of how it was back then in yeah. a sense like we just have we're the studio where you're gonna do this movie then you're gonna go do this movie then you're gonna go do this movie just how it was so that would be my number five and then that would mean my last pick on this list would be dustin hoffman yes, yes. i think i've told you guys not the biggest dustin hoffman guy he's a great actor it's just i never loved him you know everyone has that actor that like for some reason they there's i have two there's him and john cusack again <laughs> a great actor but something about them i don't know what it is just rubs me the wrong way that i don't love everything that they're in but you know dustin hoffman is in all the presidents man i told you guys earlier this year i love him in marathon man um he's great in rain man but like if dustin ham uh dustin hoffman's got top tootsie's pretty good if dustin hoffman's got top billing he's not my favorite it's just mm. like he's not gonna get he's not gonna get me in the seats um i don't know about you so that's your last yeah. one too, right? Yeah. So we still have so the first both uh, both the same oh, first and last. I guess we had yeah. Well, in the, but the middle is where I kind of. Yeah, but they're all. It was very close. Very close. I mean, Robin Williams to me is a stable. So. I mean, he's a huge part of my childhood. Yeah. My favorite childhood movie is Jumanji. So like you know. And I was obsessed with Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is great, and I mean we and, both and like as Aladdin. We, as we get older, we realize in Mrs. Doubtfire that. He was kind of an asshole. That's one thing about Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> that we have to acknowledge about it as adults is that as much as she might have been a little bit of a bitch, uh, Sally Field, she wasn't wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wasn't. Like, if you came home and, and there was um, a huge mess yeah. and horses and, and a huge, like a DJ and like... And a mess that you'd have to clean up because he's not doing it. No, because he's the one who made the mess. Yeah. And he thought he was like, oh, I'm doing something good for the, the kids. It's like, you destroyed our house. Yeah. And you didn't even tell me. Yeah. I, I thought I'm coming home. Or I have a little cake in yeah. the car, you know. And now I look like the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sally Field is definitely not wrong in Mrs. Doubtfire. She, I think she was wrong for, like, the, the way, way she handled it as far as, like, the, the kids not seeing yeah. him. That the was kids wrong. still, at the end of the day, yes, shitty husband. 
bad father? No. I disagree. He was yeah. a great father. Because not a... many fathers love their kids like that. Mm -hmm. And he adored his kids. Like, with that courtroom scene where he says, like, you know, for me, my kids are, like, breathing. I can't go without them. Mm -hmm. So, like, you feel that. And, like, mm -hmm. that's one reason why everyone does side with Robin Williams in the end. But Sally Field, as a mother... She felt like she was the, she was just a little bit bitter about how their marriage ended. And fortunately, yeah. a lot of times in marriages, what ends up happening is uh, the kids end up getting punished for mm -hmm. the sins of the parents. Yeah. So, a little bit tough, huh? A little <laughs> bit of a... We went, we went left with that. Yeah, really ended on a downer. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. I love oh. you too. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's enough. Enough lovey dovey <laughs> stuff. They don't want to see that. <laughs> or do you? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but anyway, I'm guys, I think that's going to do it here for us on another episode of Let's Talk Physical Media. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's show. And if you did, really nothing in the entire world helps the channel out more than by you liking this video, subscribing to the channel, getting out in those streets, any streets, it doesn't matter. Just take it to the streets and go tell all of your friends about us. We'll be seeing you around.